Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great Monday with your host, Della Hill, on The Extraordinary Talk Show. I've had a really great weekend, a really great week, and I am ready to share some more universal truths with you today. In fact, I've got a big one. I have such a big one that you probably are not even going to believe it. I have a literally a secret to your life, a secret to the universe that if you listen to me, if you take in what I have to say, and if you implement these things into your life, it will change your life. But there's a good chance you won't want to. There's a good chance that you'll hear what I have to say and you'll blow me off and change the channel because either you won't believe it or you'll think it won't work for you or any number of reasons. A lot of it comes down to personal responsibility and many people just are not ready or willing to actually take responsibility for their lives in the way that I'm going to talk to you about. So while I'm talking and as we get started, ask yourself, am I ready for a real change in my life? Do I even want a real change in my life? Could my life be better? Could your life be better? Are you willing to do the teeniest, tiniest thing that it would take to make it better? Because I'm going to tell you what that is. It's actually something that you've heard probably a million times because I went to Amazon and I searched this topic and it brought up over 70,000 books on this topic. This is not a small thing. In a way, it's a really, really small thing that has a huge result. Huge. It's like an acorn. An acorn starts teeny tiny, like maybe 1.3 centimeters, and it grows into a huge oak tree. Are you ready for the seed that can change your life, or would you rather not have it? That's why we're here, and that's what we're talking about today. And this thing specifically, I know is a real thing. I know that doing what I'm talking about and changing the things that I'm talking about will have an effect on your life because they've had an effect on my life. I've done these things and I've seen the change and I've worked with people who have done these things and seen massive, dramatic, sometimes even sudden change in their lives. So let me tell you where I started with this, kind of how I went back to the beginning to figure out when I started doing this because it's something that has just kind of always worked for me. And here's the thing about universal laws, because that's what we're talking about is universal laws. These laws affect you whether or not you realize it, whether or not you know them, whether or not you accept them, they're still going to affect you in your life every single day. Is that fair? I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But consider like the law of gravity. If you have a baby laying on the couch and they roll off the couch, what's going to happen? Is the universe going to say, oh, well, that baby doesn't know the law of gravity, so the law of gravity is suspended for them? No, that's not how it works. The baby's going to fall, as every mother knows. So when we're talking about laws of the universe, these laws affect you, whether you know about them, whether you understand them or not. Even if you choose to reject them, as you may choose to reject this secret I'm about to teach you, it's still going to matter for you. It's still going to affect you. And it may be affecting you more negatively than you realize that it is. So when I first started understanding this concept was when, as near as I can pinpoint, was about when I was 12 years old and I was at summer camp. 
And at summer camp, we did a thing with muscle testing. And if you don't know what that is, it's realizing that some things, some thoughts, some words, even foods, things like that can make your muscles stronger or weaker in that specific instance and moment. For example, what we did was we held our arms out straight away from our body and then someone would push down on our wrist and see if we could hold our arm up and keep it horizontal while they were pushing on it. And first you just do it to test it to see kind of what your strength level is. Then we said the word hate and had them do it again. And just saying the word hate, not even thinking hate, not feeling it, just saying the word hate, that person would push down on your arm and I found that my arm went way down. I just didn't have the same strength to hold my arm up when I said the word hate. I don't even like saying that word now. And then we did the opposite. We said the word love. And when I said the word love and they pushed down on my arm, I was even stronger than I had been when I didn't say any words. My arm stayed absolutely, totally horizontal and maybe even pushed up against them some. And that intrigued me even from a 12-year-old standpoint. And I realized then that the words that I used had a difference, literally affected my body. And if they were affecting my body, what else were they affecting? So I started changing the words that I used even as a teenager. In fact, one great example I can give you, when I was in high school, the song Loser by Beck was really popular. And the thing is, I like that song. It's fun to sing along with. It's got some really crazy, funny lyrics, and I always enjoy singing that song. However, when it got to the chorus where it says, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? I could, I don't even like saying that now. I could not sing along to the song like that. I wouldn't do it. So I changed the words. So instead of singing that, I would sing, I'm a winner, baby, so it's time to love me. And that might seem silly to you, but looking back at my life, I've had some really awesome things happen in my life. I've consistently had a very happy life. We have ups and downs. Everybody does. But my set point of a cool life is really just pretty high. And I believe that that is because of the things that I learned even as a teenager about how the words I used mattered. But here's the thing. Words aren't even the first thing. Steve Jobs says, Connect the dots in reverse to figure things out, right? So what comes before a word? Before you can have the word, before you can speak the word, it must be a thought. And this is interesting because almost everything is created in thought, in imagination. Not almost everything, everything. Everything that has been or ever will be created was created in thought form first. It was imagined, it was dreamt up before it became a real thing. So your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your patterns and your pattern becomes your life. And that sounds so simple, but that's the key of it. The truth is your thoughts are literally the seed that blooms into your life. That's the secret right there. Your thoughts are the seed that bloom into your life. The thought that you had when you were a child is still growing and blooming into the life that you have now. The thought that you had yesterday is growing and blooming into the life that you have now and the life that you're going to have 10 years from now. And one problem with us humans is we have 90% of the same thoughts day to day to day. Chances are that over the last 10 years, 
the general quality of your thoughts, even down to some of the specific thoughts you've had, may not be very different. Is your life very different now, today, from how it was 10 years ago? If so, look at what thoughts you have changed that have bloomed into your life. If your life kind of sucked 10 years ago and it's great now, I'm betting that you've had some better thought processes. If your life, if it was the opposite and your life was kind of great 10 years ago and now it's kind of crappy, I want you to look at the thought patterns that you've had for the last 10 years and see how they've changed. Write down to the individual one-by-one specific thoughts. And that seems so simple. But guys, I wasn't even the first one to come up with this. Like I told you, when I searched Amazon, I found over 70,000 books simply about thoughts or that had the word thought in the title. Some that you might have heard of, there's one that I love by Norman Vincent Peale called The Power of Positive Thinking. I'm going to give you a quote by Norman Vincent Peale. And I've said it on this program before, or I've said similar things, Norman Vincent Peale said, change your thoughts and you change your life. It feels like it's the simplest thing ever, but it is what it is. Another great book that sold over 60 million copies since 1937 when it was written by Napoleon Hill, Hill, Think and Grow Rich. The first time I picked up that book, I thought, What does thinking have to do with growing rich? And I didn't understand it. In fact, the first two, three times that I tried to read that book, I was very possibly like you are now, confused by the idea. I didn't understand it. And I honestly, at that point in time, wasn't ready for it. And maybe if I'd had a coach or a guide or somebody teaching me, they could have helped me understand it better, which is what I'm here to help you with. As it is now, I love that book, Think and Grow Rich. And when I was standing in the bookstore last week at Barnes & Noble, I was looking at, I was in the self-help section, surprise, and I was just looking at all of the books that they had, which admittedly was kind of a small selection compared to how big Barnes & Noble is. But in that section, about half of the books had either in the title or somewhere on the cover Something about the power of the mind, power of thoughts, thoughtfulness, thinking, almost every single one of them, where at least half, all the ones that were faced forward did. And that really jumped out to me. Then we also have our good friend, Rene Descartes, who was a mathematician and a philosopher a few hundred years ago. He has the most famous quote that you've probably heard. I'm sure you have if you ever went to school in America, even though he was French. I think, therefore I am. And I wondered a lot about that, even as a kid. And even when I was in high school, I wrote a poem about that, where I said, and it was so important to me that I still remember that years later. The beginning of the poem was, I think, therefore I am. Or so that's what they say. But what if I'm in an off mood and not really thinking that day? And at that time when I was in high school, even though I wrote that poem, I truly didn't understand it. I hadn't grasped the concept of how powerful thoughts are. But I got it enough to know that there was a difference between active thoughts and passive thoughts. 
And our passive thoughts are those 90% that we have the same every day, every day, every day. And that is what we have to change. Passive thoughts are not the thoughts that Rene Descartes was talking about when he said, I think, therefore I am. If you're thinking passive thoughts, you are living a passive life. Rene Descartes was talking about active thoughts. I actively think. Therefore, I actively am and I actively live my life. And I don't know about you, but that's the life I want to live. I want to live an active, full, involved life. I don't want to be one of those people that just sits back and lets life happen to them. And sadly, that's the vast majority of us. And why is that? Because the vast majority of us either haven't heard that this is a concept or they don't buy it. Or maybe they do, but they're not ready and willing to do what it has, what they have to do in order to make that change, even though it's the simplest, easiest thing you can do. Some other people who thought this way, going, let's go back a couple thousand years to Marcus Aurelius, and I'm pretty sure you've heard the beginning of this quote, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Maybe you heard that before and you blew it off or you didn't understand it like I didn't. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. There's more to it than that, that you probably haven't heard. Therefore, guard accordingly and take care that you entertain no notions unsuitable to virtue and reasonable nature. So what Marcus Aurelius said is, the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. And to paraphrase and make it sound more modern, therefore, guard your thoughts carefully and take care that you entertain no thoughts and no notions that are not bringing you what you want in your life. Because just like an acorn planted in the ground will grow into an oak tree, the seeds that you plant in your life will grow into your life. One universal law is the law of gender. And that's not necessarily just masculine, feminine, though everything is a masculine, feminine, which is also yin-yang. Also, it means that if you plant a seed of corn, you're going to grow corn. And if you plant a tomato seed, you're going to grow tomatoes. You cannot plant a corn seed and expect to grow tomatoes. It just doesn't work that way. And just like that, you cannot have negative thoughts in your mind all day long, every day, and expect to have a positive life. It just doesn't work that way. This is a universal truth. This is a universal law. And if you don't understand it, it doesn't matter because it's going to work. It's going to happen to you anyways. Here's some other quotes because I love quotes. Here's a name I know you recognize. Buddha. I could quote Buddha all day long because he has all the wisdom. We are shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. When the mind is pure, joy follows like a shadow that never leaves. We are shaped by our thoughts. We become what we think. When the mind is pure, joy follows like a shadow that never leaves. And if you're like 98% of Americans out there, 
you probably have some shadow thoughts and they're not joyful. You probably have those shadows that never leave and they're not positive. They're not loving. But you can change them. And how do you do it? Well, actually, every single week on the show, I talk about how to do it. But here's the answer from another favorite who I'm pretty sure you've heard of, Willie Nelson. Once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. It's that easy. Once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start having positive results. It really, really is that easy. And it might be hard to understand, hard to believe, really, I can change my thought and my world's going to get better. Yeah, it's true. Let me give you an example. They did a study where they took a whole bunch of people and they interviewed them and asked them, do you believe that you're a lucky person? And they kept track of the people who said yes and the people who said no. Then they sent all these people one by one into a restaurant And in the restaurant, there was a $20 bill on the floor. Many people saw the $20 bill, stopped and picked it up. Many people didn't. Now, here's what's interesting. Of the people who said they believed they were lucky, seven out of 10 of them saw the 20-pound note or $20 note and picked it up. Of those that said they did not believe they were lucky, two out of 10 saw the dollar bill on the floor and picked it up. Simply believing that they were lucky made them more likely to see that note on the floor. And I may have told that story a few weeks ago when I talked about the reticular activating system because when you, set, when you think positive thoughts, it turns on your reticular activating system to look for positive things around you, which is one of the ways that your life changes when you have positive thoughts. I love that study because it just says so clearly it's a direct understanding that if you believe that you're lucky, lucky things are going to happen to you. And the that's true with almost everything. If you believe that you're unlucky, unlucky things are going to happen to you. If you believe that you're a happy person and you have a great life, you're probably going to keep being happy and keep having a great life. On the other hand, if you are like, sadly, the majority of people, and here's the thing, I don't want you to feel alone in this. If you are one of those people who really feels like life is crappy and feels like there's no way out and feels like this is too easy to work for you, I'm here to tell you, one, you're not alone. Sorry, guys. And two, believe it or not, it really is that easy. And I know it's that easy because I've seen people change their thoughts and immediately change their lives. Immediately. That fast. I've seen it happen. For me personally, it's been a slow build because I started understanding these things as a child. I was taught to have positive thinking. I was taught to turn away from negative thoughts as a child. So looking back at my life, I've wondered why is it that I have such a cool life and not, a, not everybody does? And I believe it came down to I was blessed early on with these foundational principles. Even if I didn't understand them, even if I didn't understand that this is a law of the universe 
that what I think literally drives my life, I was doing it anyway, just on a lower level. Now that I understand these things, I'm doing it more and more and my life is getting better and better. And you know what else is happening? The lives of the people around me are getting better. And that is phenomenal because it's pretty cool if I have a great life. It's so much better if something that I say, do, be, have, whatever can make somebody else's life better. That's amazing. It's cool that I have a great life. It's fabulous if I can help other people have a great life. And one way I can do that is simply by changing my thoughts, by reorganizing them, rerouting them, and making them different. So if this is that easy, if it's that simple, why are people not jumping into this? Why are people not doing it actively every day? Why is it that 98% of the people in America are not doing this and that a vast number of people in America are so unhappy and yet they refuse to learn and implement the simplest thing that literally would not require um, them to move a muscle. Why aren't people doing this? Why aren't you doing it? Well, the reason you're not doing it might be a variation of several different things, but here's some of the reasons why. One is that it's too simple. If you are that unhappy, if you are that miserable in your life, like I said, you're not alone, but yet we don't talk about it. It's hard to believe that something like switching a thought could make all the difference in the world. And so you just don't try. Another reason is that people just aren't ready. When the time comes and they hear, have this land in their lap, maybe their life isn't that bad. So why bother changing what seems to be working? even though it's not really working or it's not working as well as it could. What it takes to be ready, according to Tony Robbins, and I've said this before, there are two things that cause motivation. One is inspiration. The other is desperation. So if you're feeling like, yeah, I really want my life to be better. I know things can be better. I know I have the power. You're going to be one of those people who wants this information so that you can actively change your life. If your life is so crappy that you are so unhappy and you absolutely refuse to remain living a life that is that miserable, this is the time to get some motivation and put this into practice. There are so many people here in America who are completely unhappy, who are literally actually suicidal. They're considering taking their own life because they don't believe that it could be better. They don't believe that there's any way to get out. And if there was a way, they don't know what it is. So they feel like taking their own life is their last chance. It's the last thing that they know that they can do to stop being in pain. Guys, if you're one of those people, please listen to me and give this a week. Try it. I'm begging you. Accept this challenge for the next week, the next three days. Work to change your thoughts. I had had an episode a couple weeks ago about reframing your thoughts that can help teach you how to do that. One thing you got to remember is the universe 
like nature abhors a vacuum. If you're going to take something out, you must replace it with something else. If you're going to take out your negative thoughts, you must replace them with something else. It's not enough just to have them gone. You must replace them with positive ones. And that's really how you win. But you can do that. You really, really can. Here's another thing, another reason that people don't don't listen to this, don't take this in, don't believe it, and don't implement it, is they're afraid that if they admit that their life sucks and if they admit that their own thoughts are the seed that has bloomed into their life, then they have to admit that their own thoughts suck. And nobody wants to admit that their own thoughts suck, partly because we think that if our thoughts suck, that that means we're not smart. And we all take pride in being as smart as we are. So admitting that your thoughts are crappy to them feels like they're admitting that they're not smart. And that, my friends, is not true. Maybe they just didn't know this before. And maybe it's because they knew it, but didn't actually believe it would work for them. And my friends, it will. My time is up and I wanna remind you again, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm trying to get you to think for yourselves. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.